Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, uh, well, we got uh, the winter sports season well into gear here yeah. as we uh, at the start of the girls' basketball Chlorabelle Conference season yep. on Tuesday night. And yeah. Warrior Girls going up to Greenwood looking very good, too. Yeah. You know, they, uh, Greenwood came in 3-0. and I think the 3-0 and is a little, you know, their opposition wasn't quite up to what Nielsen had been playing in the non-conference. But uh, still, all in all, Warriors looked very good. Uh, their defense all over the floor forced numerous tur- yeah. turnovers yes. and uh, really turned into a lot of points. So. 73 to 26 mm-hmm. was the final. Paris Opelt had 19. Maddie Dable had a slow start, but yeah. ended up with 17. Yeah, she she kept taking her shots, so, and they <laughs> oh, finally yeah. started dropping. So, <laughs> Yeah, she did not uh, waste any shots, <laughs> I don't think, too much on Tuesday. Uh, Nielsville uh, ranked number nine yep. this week in Division Four in the uh, Wisports.net coaches poll. And uh, now they. Take on Columbus Catholic on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow night at the Fieldhouse. So, and that'll be interesting because Columbus comes in with a new coach, Eric, yeah. Eric Wilson. Of course, we've we've talked about it already. He comes from the Joe Konitschke tree. So, be a little see what interesting what changes he's made in that program over there. So, yeah, Columbus Catholic beat Spencer fifty six to twenty one on uh, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Other games in the East had Owen Withy beating Gilman seventy two to forty, and Loyal over Colby fifty four to thirty seven. Loyal had four players and double yeah. figures in that game. Loyal is playing very good basketball. You know they've uh, they went over to Marathon and beat them in opening se- and uh, and uh, they're young, but they're very, but they're experienced because a lot of these girls played as freshmen and sophomores. Right. So, yeah. and of course you got an excellent coach over there in Mike Reith also. So, yeah. So uh, that's the Eastern Chlorbelt mm-hmm. first games on Tuesday in the West. Bloomer beat Cadet fifty four forty one. McDonald Central over Regis seventy seven to fifty. Osseo Fairchild beat Stanley Boyd 57-33. So uh, those are the Western Chlorabelt, and Nielsville will have Fall Creek at yeah. uh, Nielsville on Monday. Yeah, another good measuring stick there, and especially, well, of course, it doesn't matter quite so much now because Nielsville's going a different way in the tournament. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, it's it's always uh, the last two years in the tournament, Larry, they've matched up, and they've been pr- pretty good competitive games. And, yeah. You know, Nielsville uh, came out in both of them, but uh, – you know, Fall Creek has a nice, has always has had a good program over there. So, the other uh, rankings uh, for the girls in Division One, Nina is ranked number one in Division One. Pewaukee is number one in Division Two. Wapan is number one in Division Three. Uh, Laconia, yeah, boy, they're just reloading down <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, they're just that's they're just in a heck of a cycle down there. And according to Coach Geyer, they continue to start young players. Yeah, and they, they were just, young when Nielsville played. Yeah, yeah, they just keep revolving. So they are six and zero. They are number one in Division Four. McDonald Central is number two, and we mentioned Nielsville ranked ninth. And then in Division Five, uh, Assumption is ranked number one, mm-hmm. and uh, Athens, surprisingly enough, yeah, at a yeah. three and three record, is yeah. ranked eighth. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they moved up two spots yeah. this week. I said I, I haven't seen who they were playing, but I was kind of. Kind of surprised to see them in there with a three and three record. Usually three losses this time of year. <laughs> Katie bar the door. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Assumption and Nielsville are going to be playing uh, in January. Yes, they are. Yep. Over so in Assumption. Speaking of measuring sticks, right yeah, there. <laughs> another one. All right. So that's girls basketball. Uh, the boys will get their conference season underway tonight when uh, Nielsville travels to Greenwood to uh, take on the Indians and uh, Nielsville. You know, we've done the four games that they yeah. had so far this year and. Still looking for offense. Looking for offense. Um, A little better the other night. You know, I thought, Larry, at Marathon the other night, their ball movement was much better. They were actually setting picks in a man-to-man offense. 
um, got good shots. They just were not dropping. No, they no. were cold as ice. Yeah. And, uh, um, especially, and they have struggled all season from three-point land, but uh, especially on the road. But uh, um, I thought they had a lot of nice attempts inside in the paint and stuff, just could not get them to drop. And I think a lot of that was Grant Warren. Yeah, the I was presence, just going to say. The presence yeah. of Grant Warren in there. And, and I said, I would have liked to found out how many blocks he had in that game if he was close to a triple-double because, yeah. you know, he had it in points and rebounds. So, <laughs> Yeah, in case for those of you that don't know, Grant Warren from Marathon, a 6'10 se- uh, senior inside. Yep. Yeah, and he is a Division II signee at Northern Michigan, so yeah. he's a heck of a ball player. Yeah, so. he's the real deal. And outside shot, too. Yeah, so. he can do it all. Yep, so... All right, uh, other games going on tonight in the uh, start of the Cloverville Conference for the boys. Colby uh, is at Loyal tonight. Owen Withy is at Gilman, and Spencer is at uh, Columbus Catholic yeah. in boys You know, and Columbus uh, had a nice win Monday night against Auburndale, too. So, yeah. you know, so they're, they're out going to be tough, and they're coming into Nielsville Tuesday night. So I understand uh, Emmett Konichny was in attendance okay. at the game. I had heard he had gotten released. Okay, uh, and, but, you know, they – Found the source of the bleeding over the weekend. It was in his intestine, and uh, the prognosis is really good now. Yeah. You know, so. In case those of you don't know that story, uh, Emmett Konichny and his mom uh, got into an automobile accident in the eastern part of the state, mm-hmm. and uh, we were uh, hoping for the best, and yeah, we got uh, it. Uh, absolutely. The news wasn't yeah. good at first. But. No, yeah, we, you, know, you thought the worst, and you know, when you, know, when you talk about your mom being in one hospital and your, your son being in another, and... All you can do is hope and pray, and hopefully everybody's were answered, and it was just wonderful he could go to the game and support his teammates. And, and I'm sure that made them feel a lot better, yes, too. So, yes. So. All right, uh, that's boys basketball. Again, they start uh, the Cloverbell Conference season tonight. And uh, taking a look at the uh, boys' standings or the uh, poll, mm-hmm. the Wisports.net coaches poll, DePere is number one in Division mm-hmm. One, Pewaukee in Division Two, St. Thomas Moore is the top team in Division Three. Darlington, how about that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Had a good uh, football season. Now they're uh, coming, on top. Coming back in basketball. Yeah, Marathon, we've mentioned that on uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. They're ranked second in the mm-hmm. state in Division Four, And then uh, you go down to Division Five, and Solon Springs ranked okay. number one. That's way up north. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, you're getting up there. Columbus Catholic is ranked second in the state. Yeah. Uh, another football uh, school, Reedsville, is ranked seventh. Okay. In uh, Division Five, yeah, you don't think of Reedsville as basketball. Reedsville, I've always thought as a football wrestling school, and yeah. Yeah, now they're coming around basketball too. So, yeah, so. well, some of them uh, you have those years, you know, mm-hmm. where yep. everything seems to click. Yeah, and you and you get those classes of athletes, right? You know, back to back, you maybe have back to back classes, and that's when when things go really good. So, so. you bet. Uh, as far as boys and girls hockey, uh, the Black River Falls co-op teams, uh, Black River Falls co-op beat uh, Wisconsin Valley Union. That's the Marshfield team. Yep. Uh, earlier this week, and uh, Sydney Magnuson had 45, 45 saves. Yeah, <laughs> three to one victory for them. Forty-five saves for Sydney Magnuson, and I believe she's almost over ninety-three percent on the season for saves. Yeah, no, she's getting a lot of saves. Yep, so helping them out down there. And Blackburn. they host the CFM Sabers tonight at the Milt Bundo Arena, and then Saturday they are at the Cap City Cougars, and Cap City plays out of Sparta. So, okay, so, all right. So. And uh, the boys' team, uh, they are going to be. Hosting or no, they're at uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Rapids, Rapids tonight. Tonight and uh, and then uh, Friday they're at WSFLG, which is at Siren. Oh, that's a trip too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then well, they're making a weekend of it because they're going to Ashland on Saturday. Okay, so, all right. So they're making a weekend of it. So. <laughs> yeah, you can do some traveling <laughs> yeah, in hockey. Yes, you could do a little traveling in so. hockey. 
one volleyball note. Did you hear yeah, Marshfield uh, coach? Coach Sadowska over at Marshfield. And 32 years, I believe, she's been there, Larry. But, you know, and we talk a lot on this show about guys like um, Jerry Sins and Bob Hyland and, of course, Jerry Pettigrew. And you see the total wins this Coach Sadowska has? It's over 800 wins. 847 wins. Wow. I said, I, you know, I haven't had time to look that up and see where she ranks in the state, but that is tremendous. And that is. Yeah, uh, I believe 13 or 14 conference championships. 13. Yep. Several trips to the uh, Division One state tournament. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, she just had a heck of a program over yep. there. So, Dawn Sadowska yep. retiring yep. So. Uh, as head coach for Marshfield mm-hmm. Girls Volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of volleyball, how about the Wisconsin volleyball team? Yeah, they are in action uh, today, tonight, uh, in at the Fieldhouse as they are in the uh, Sweet 16 in regional. They are taking on a, a nemesis of theirs, Penn yeah. State. Yeah, you know, tonight. I said that's a tough regional. You got three teams from the Big Ten in it. Yeah, you know, I said they have Penn State tonight, and you have the possibility of playing Purdue in the championship <laughs> game. So, and of course, Purdue plays Oregon. So, but. Uh, that uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough regional. They had pretty much had their way in the early two rounds, but uh, yeah, um, this of course you know your Sweet Sixteen. I guess it, it you know it should be tough. I guess. So, well, I so. guess if there's any uh, solace in it, they play at the Fieldhouse. Yes, <laughs> I believe that match tonight is on ESPN two. I believe ESPN two. Yep, yep. starts so, at six. So that's kind of neat. So, yeah. So Penn State, of course, one of the teams that uh, the Badgers lost to. Yep. Along with Nebraska, yeah. Yep. So they might be, and they got a lot of revenge on Nebraska, and maybe, yeah. maybe Penn State will be next. So. <laughs> Hopefully, that'd be nice. Uh, got to talk wrestling a little bit, Larry. Oh too. yes, yeah. yes, uh, you bet. Um, the Nilsville NGL wrestlers were down at Black River this yep. previous Saturday. They finished ninth out of twenty-two teams and had some nice placings. Um, uh, Ridge Tibbet, who was not out last year but came back out this year, one hundred thirteen pounds, placed third. So good for him. And That'll then, be a key weight for them, I yeah. think, this year. Yeah, that's a weight that they were forfeited last right. year. So, yeah. And they also, um, Chase Littner, who's a young freshman from Loyal, he is wrestling 106 for him, okay. which is a – they have not really had a 106 no. since Luke Dukes was right. a 106. Yeah, and, and that know, was how many years ago? Freshman, <laughs> Luke's freshman year. Yeah. So And Chase finished fifth down at Black River. Uh, and then Dane Luchterhan, who's uh, the lone senior wrestling right now, I believe, uh, he finished uh, third at 175. Uh, Jake looked around, his brother finished sixth at 165 and then Jackson Meyer and Jackson is a freshman, but he's done a lot of wrestling. Oh, I've in, heard his name a lot Army. over the years. Yeah. Uh, fourth at heavyweight as a freshman. That is tremendous. Yeah. I said, you know, to that weight, you know, you talk about 215 and, and 285. That is almost some, a lot of weights that freshmen do not really succeed at. And, yeah. you know, Jackson is off to a pretty good start there. So. Anyway, tonight uh, the Warriors host a very tough Medford team at the Fieldhouse. That that will be you want to see some good wrestlers. Medford will bring in a pretty good team. Mm. They're a possible state qualifier. This really? Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. And then uh, Saturday, speaking of tough, they would go to the Eau Claire North Husky Invite, and this is a forty-plus team tournament, and quite a few big schools. You see, uh, Minneapolis Simley comes down, uh, Heartland Arrowhead, Kakana. Oh wow. Yeah, and then plus you know the the, the area. Like Ellsworth and uh, uh, teams like that, Stratford is there. Just just wow. a tremendous tournament, and um, you, if you do well there, you're going to be set up for a pretty good season. But the thing is, too, they also run a JV tournament there too, so your kids get lots and lots of matches. Do and they divide that in divisions or no? They don't. No, okay. it's just one straight deal. So okay. and 
And uh, they, you know, I, I always, I just wondered maybe, you know, like Northern Badger does that, divides them into right. points. But uh, no, this was just a one big deal. And, mm, you know, and wow. many teams aren't going to compete with Simley or Arrowhead or, or teams like that. But, uh, you know, you come out of there, you know, like last year, Jackson Orman from Stratford was a champion, Gunnar Hoffman from NGO was a champion. When you're a champion of that tournament, you know you've worked hard and, and won something. So, yeah, that's so, a good uh, – you yeah. talk about a barometer. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a resume builder <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. So <laughs> You can see where you got to be yeah, by the end got, of the year. Yeah, I mean, you're standing in the championship picture with guys from Kirkona and yeah, Arrowhead and Simley. Right. So. <laughs> wow, okay. Yep, so. Yeah, by the way, uh, that uh, Black River Falls tournament – you know, you, you say Nielsville Greenwood yeah. Loyal finished ninth, but that was a twenty-one team tournament. Twenty-two teams. You so, bet. Yep, yep. Finishing so there, pretty is... good start for those kids, and it's a very young roster. Right, you know, a lot yeah. of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. You got a, like I said, one senior, but a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, few juniors. So, um, uh, Coach Bryant and his staffs really got something nice to build on here. So, so. All right, so uh, NGL wrestling, getting going. All right, uh, before we get uh, too far here, we got a. We got a little guest here. We're going to get to a little okay. bit. Not right now. Okay. I'm going to get to your there. Where are they now? Okay. <laughs> because this kind of goes into the where are they now as well. Okay. Sounds but, good. Uh, so where are they now? Okay. I'm go- I'm going up to Kadat, Larry, and talk about John Petterlick. And John is a 2000 graduate of Kadat High School. John was a three-year letter winner on the Kadat football team. His sophomore year, the Hornets were three and six. John started at linebacker on defense and had 42 tackles, one pass interception, and a fumble recovery. His junior year, the Hornets were 6-3, qualifying for the WIA Division V playoffs, where they lost in Level 2 to Glenwood City. John carried the ball that year 124 times for 835 yards and 8 touchdowns and caught 17 passes for 285 yards and 2 touchdowns. On defense, he led the Hornets with 104 tackles and 3 pass interceptions. He was first-team large Cloverbell all-conference on defense and honorable mention on offense. His senior year, the Hornets were 14-0, winning the large Clover Belt and qualifying for the WIA Division IV playoffs, where they would make it all the way to the championship game, where they would defeat Lancaster 34-21 to win the title. In that game, John carried the ball 14 times for 125 yards and two touchdowns, and also caught an 82-yard touchdown pass, and also had a pass interception. On the season, John carried the ball 164 times for 1,644 yards and 28 touchdowns, and he also caught 28 passes for 507 yards and 7 touchdowns. On defense, he had 85 tackles and 5 pass interceptions. He was first-team all-conference on offense and the large Cloverbelt Offensive Player of the Year. He was also second-team all-conference on defense, and he was also named Offensive Player of the Year on the on the All-Northwest team and was honorable mention All-State. In the winter, John was a four-year letter winner on the Hornet wrestling team. His freshman year wrestling at 112 pounds, John was 17-12 and 12 on the season. His sophomore year, John wrestling at 120 pounds was 22-13, and 13, finishing second at the regionals to qualify for the Division III sectionals. His junior year wrestling at 135 pounds, John was 27-6 and six on the season, he was a regional champion and finished second at the sectional, quali- sectional qualifying for the WIA Division III state tournament, where he would lose in the quarterfinals. His senior year, John was 34-6, and six, wrestling at 145 pounds. Uh, he was Belt regional and sectional champion, qualifying for the WIA Division III state tournament, where he would make the finals, where he would be defeated by Josh Peterson of Cumberland 3-2. That year, Kadat was also a sectional team champion, 
and at year qualifying for the WIA Team State uh, Tournament, where they were defeated by Coleman 33 to 15 in the semifinals. In the spring, John was a three-year letter winner on the Cadot baseball team. His sophomore year, Cadot uh, was 12 and 7, losing in the regionals to Fall Creek. John batted 265 with four RBIs. His junior year, Cadot was 14 and 8, and John batted 320 with 11 RBIs and was named second team All-Conference in the Western in the Western Clover Belt. His senior year, John was 14 and 6, and John batted 315 on the year with 15 RBIs and was named first team All-Conference in the Western Clover Belt. After graduation, John enrolled at UW-River Falls and joined the Falcon football pro program. His freshman year, the Falcons were 4-5. and five. John carried the ball 28 times for 180 yards. His sophomore year, the Falcons were 3-7. and seven. John carried the ball 188 times for 1,114 yards and 11 touchdowns and caught 11 passes for 166 yards and one touchdown. He was named first team All-WIAC. His junior year, the Falcons were 2-7. and seven. John carried the ball 141 times for 1,056 yards and 13 touchdowns and caught nine passes for 144 yards and a touchdown. He again was first team All-WIAC and second team All-Region. His senior year, the Falcons were 3-7. and seven. John carried the ball 180 times for 1,143 yards and 11 touchdowns and caught nine passes for 116 yards and two touchdowns. He was first-team All-WIAC and second-team All-Region. For his career uh, at River Falls, John ranks third all-time in rushing with 3,420 yards, third all-time in touchdowns with 40, and he ranks first all-time in all-purpose yards with 5,429 yards. John graduated from UW-River Falls in 2006 with an agricultural engineer's degree. In 2021, John was elected to the UW-River Falls Athletic Hall of Fame. Today, John is employed by the Village of Edgar's Public Work Department. In his free time, he is also a member of head coach Jerry Sins's coaching staff on the Edgar football team. John resides in the city of Edgar. John Petterlich, John. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember him. Yep. Yeah, he was a good athlete. Good all-around athlete. I didn't know he played baseball. I guess yeah. I didn't really follow Cadat yeah. you know, in the West. Yeah, there, you but... lose track of that, and Cadat yeah. was a pretty strong baseball team. Yeah, those, yeah. You know, but days. I remember him in football and yeah. uh, wrestling. what a heck of a run. He probably had his choice of where he wanted, what he wanted to do in college, yeah, too. Right. You know, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> did he, he wrestle in college? No. No. Uh, by then, River Falls had dropped their wrestling program. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. they dropped their wrestling program probably in the early 90s. Oh, so, so, okay. So, so much right. was too bad. They had a really nice, rich heritage at one time. You yeah. Know, so, but. yeah, okay. Where are they now? John <laughs> Pedley. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were going to do a wrestler on your Where Are They Now? Oh, okay. But uh, Trage Bogdanovich. Okay. Trajan Bogdanovich yep. does a uh, podcast yep. called Wisconsin Sports on the Go with Trage. Yeah. And uh, he talked with former Marshfield High School standout wrestler mm -hmm. uh, Nolan Hurdle, yep. who now wrestles uh, at UW Lacrosse. Yep. And uh, it's not the full uh, podcast. You can get that if you want to go to uh, and find it wherever you get your podcast. Yep. Wisconsin Sports on the Go with Trage. Yep. But I kind of uh, edited a little bit yep. as he talks with uh, Nolan Hurdle, former Marshfield wrestler, now wrestling at UW Lacrosse. Last season, he was a NCAA Division III All-American, finished with a 36-2 and record at 157 pounds, recorded seven wins, uh, seven wins by fall, won the NCAA Division III title with a 4-0 record. I could go on and on. I can give you all the stats all day long here. But let's just meet the man himself. How are we doing today, Nolan? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. It, it, it's our pleasure to have you on today. 
coming in here, I just want to know a little bit about you. Can you just introduce yourself to us a little bit? Tell us a little about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, my name's Nolan Hurdle. Um, I grew up in the the great big city of Chile, Wisconsin. Um, unincorporated for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I grew up, went to Marshfield High School, <clears throat> um, decided to take my journey, my wrestling journey to UW Lacrosse. Uh, found a great home, um, and kind of kind of found my way into the recreation management program for school. Uh, so I finished that up this summer, and now I'm in the master's program for for recreation management. Um, I enjoy you know being outside hunting. I do a lot of bow hunting down here, uh, fishing. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. And. How did you come to choose UWL? Were other colleges interested in you coming out of high school or were you looking at any other places? Tell me a little bit about the process for you. Yeah, so uh, there was definitely a lot of the the YX schools, you know, Eau Claire, Oshkosh, um, Whitewater, schools like that. Um, but I had my older brother, Mitch, uh, here at lacrosse. He was also on the wrestling team. Um, and he's he's four years older than me, so it didn't work out in high school where we were on the same team at all. So he was a senior when I was an eighth grader. So we never got to wrestle. And then he decided to take a fifth year here at lacrosse. So then it worked out that we could be on the same team. Um, that, that was by far my, my favorite year. Uh, but then also just, just knowing the coaches and having that, that personal family relationship with them. Uh, and then another thing was just the lacrosse areas is, is, is gorgeous. And, you know, there's tons to do. You're you're five minutes from downtown. You're five minutes from the woods. Um, really, the possibilities are are endless in the cross. Heading into this season, I I heard that you were ranked number one overall in D three at 157 pounds. That's an impressive feat. That is impressive to come into the season being number one overall. What does that mean to you uh, coming in there as the number one overall wrestler? Um, you know, I I think a lot of people. Uh, when they see that number one, like that preseason ranking, uh, it almost feels like a target is on their back. Um, I, I I tend to think of it that I'm not I'm not being I'm not being hunted, but I'm still a hunter. You know, it's last year's over, and this is a brand new year, and um, I got I, I still have to prove that I'm I'm that top guy, and you know, it's it almost almost drives you a little more just to just to prove that, you know, you're still on top, so. Okay, okay. And is there anyone that you're kind of having an eye out for right now, you know, in that weight class, that one guy that you're, like, anticipating for that match that could be that big match for you? Uh, I, I wouldn't say necessarily one guy in specific. Um, you know, I trained to, I trained to beat everyone uh, at my weight class, but – you know, obviously, uh, the returning All-Americans that are coming back at my, my weight, um, those those are guys that are going to be up there again. Uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not really focusing on on one guy in specific. Uh, kind of take it one match at a time. You know, the next match is obviously the import the most important match. So kind of just keeping that mentality kind of keeps me keeps me grounded. I'd say. Okay, definitely, yeah, and um. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to not just advance as a wrestler, but 
just as a collegiate athlete getting to that next level, what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to move in their career? Yeah, I would yeah. say that if you if you really want to, you know, compete at that next level, um, you know, just know that it, it's going to be tough uh, to 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 try and be on top at your at your sport or your craft. Uh, but again, I just go back to you know working hard and not uh, not kind of not taking things for granted. Really, uh, just kind of putting your nose down. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna go through some bad days, some uh, hard days, but I think if you if you really want to experience what it's like to be a you know a student athlete, um, it's it's a great feeling to to be able to wear that uh, wrestling logo on my chest walking through campus. But you know it comes with comes with some responsibilities and getting your work done and always always being on top of your game. So I think just just being being accountable and being responsible and and having a good work ethic's gonna gonna uh, make you succeed pretty well, I think. All right, that's uh, Wisconsin Sports on the Go with Trage as he talked yeah. with uh, Nolan Hurdle. And yeah. I tell you, there's another guy that has got a focus yeah. on him. That yeah, you know, and he, you know, he wasn't a three-time state champion or anything like that. I think he went to state three times, placed every year. You know, so he doesn't get attractive. To the, but he has really went down to lacrosse and made a name for himself yeah. under a good program. Of course, coming out of Marshfield, uh, Ross Needham is a, an assistant coach who hails from Marshfield originally, and you know he sees guys like that, and of course, just makes it goal. You know, yeah, and, and uh, this year, top rank, yeah, yep. one fifty seven. Yeah, his first match of the year, he beat the number one ranked wrestler. Wow, in, you know, you know, and and you know, you can take preseason rankings for what yeah, you want, right, you know, because. Right. But, uh, yeah, he, he's going to hold on. He's got a possibility of being a national champion. So. Yeah, and, and uh, he said in there, you know, it, it's not that, you know, being that highly ranked that he has yeah. a target on his back. No. It kind of just motivates him more. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, Which just is good. That's a special kid who yeah. uses that. So You bet. So. All right, uh, moving on to the Wisconsin Badger men's basketball team got their uh, Big Ten season mm-hmm. underway and uh, beat Michigan State. And after that win over Marquette, now they're in the top 25. 20, number 23. And uh, we'll see what they're made of Saturday. <laughs> I, you know, number one Arizona, they're going out there, but uh, they got nothing to lose out there. I wouldn't want to be number one anymore. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just the way things are. You know, it used to be when we were young, Larry. Number one stayed there. Yeah. Now, now number one is lucky if it makes the end of the first week that rated. You know, it's just <laughs> right. and and you know, I said, and I have no problem with their tradition, but. Uh, rushing the court in an early season game yeah. just to, you know, and I, I realized Marquette was number three and it was Marquette, you know, yeah, so, but yeah, you know, it's just, I, I just think rushing the court is not something that's that great. Well, we were talking on the way back from Greenwood the other yeah. night, uh, the girls game, and I said, I wouldn't even want to be number one. Can you actually turn it down and say, I want to be number yeah, two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, college basketball, that puts a really big target on you. It your does. Back. And especially, you know, you know, Usually the number ones have a lot of one and done, young one and dones and stuff. Yeah, and, and then they get into you know like their conference schedule, and a lot of those teams have three and four year guys, you know, and and those young guys, it's still hard to play on the road. I don't care how good they are, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, and Wisconsin is one of those teams that hangs on to players for yes, a long time. Yes, absolutely. That started back was a big thing back with Dick Bennett, even yeah. you know, and then Bo Ryan just kind of grew their tradition, and you know, and it's and of course. Greg Gard was under both of them at one right. time, so it's yeah. You don't have like the Dukes and all them. That no, North Carolina's no. where they have freshmen you know, that leave. No, you know you're not going to sign that that kind of kid at Wisconsin. I think part of it is probably the academic requirements for one right. thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You know, and and uh, but you know, 
they find a guy like Frank Kaminsky years ago, and this is a good example. He comes in totally unheralded, you yeah. know, you know yeah. and I mean, he was Never from the Chicago him. area yeah. and nobody heard of him. And, yeah. and he came to Wisconsin and it took him a year or two, but when he, he became the best big man in basketball in, in his last two years. Yeah, so on the NBA. Yep. Don't know what he's doing right now, but I'm not sure if he's still in there or not. So <laughs> he, he was on Phoenix's roster last year. So yeah. 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 So, oh. yeah. So yeah. Well, <laughs> you never know, but uh, yeah. yeah, they got uh, they got their hands full on f- Saturday yeah, when they yeah. uh, travel to Arizona, yeah, number think, one ranked I, team. I believe that game is on ESPN Saturday. I believe. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see a time yeah, as to when that on, was on. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't see the time, but I believe it's on ESPN. So, all right, uh, the Bucks are involved in the uh, in-season tournament. Now they made it all the way to the semifinals. Yeah, they looked good Tuesday night. They uh, yeah, they, they went off on a scoring. Binge. Wow, the, the three pointers they could not miss a three pointer <laughs> Tuesday night. I think it was sixty percent. Yes, yeah, just unbelievable. You know, and I said right at the end somebody missed a no. Oh, Robin Lopez missed one at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't and, get much playing time. Yeah, yeah. But I said even the reserves were coming yeah. up. The, the guys who didn't play a lot were coming off the bench and draining them. You know, wow. Just, but uh, you know, I said you look at that, the final, the semifinals in that in season tournament. Of those four, Milwaukee's about the only team you expected to be there. Yeah, you know yep. you got L.A., the Lakers, and then New Orleans, and then Indiana. You know, I said, "Where's the Boston's? Where's the Denver's? You know, yeah. those kind of teams." But uh, yeah, they all you got... know, it's a one and done thing, right? You know, right. And, that, yeah. and that's probably why they play best of seven in the playoffs. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bucks take on Indiana. Both games uh, tonight are in Las Vegas. Yes. And uh, actually, the Bucks game is at four o'clock Lock, yes. on ESPN. Yeah. Yep. And then the Lakers in uh, New Orleans is at 8, but that one's on TNT. T, yep. So they got two different networks yep. covering the games in the same spot. And then the championship game, I believe, is that this weekend, it's too? It's on Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Did not uh, see a time on that. No, I didn't either. So. But that'll be in Las Vegas yep. as well. And uh, the Bucks right now are 15-6, and six, and they've won 10 out of 12. Yeah, they're playing well. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they've really got a good flow going with – Lillard has really fit in pretty quickly, a lot quicker than I thought he would, Larry. Yeah, and I think the other guys have kind of found their roles. And Brooke Lopez is playing at a tremendously high level, and it seems like Middleton is really coming around also. So so if they get Crowder back healthy and, you know, they – Beasley is playing well. Yeah, you know, I think the sky is the limit this year. We'll see. I think so. I I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we said that last year too, though. Packers got a big win. I was really surprised at that. You no, know, I on said Sunday. I think the whole world was shocked, Larry. But I said, I you know, kudos to them. I said their offense was just clicking. Those yeah. first drives were just beauties. Yeah, you know, and I, I would imagine they're probably a lot of script, but uh, just everything worked. And I, I really like the way they're running that offense. They're getting the ball into their playmakers' hands. And uh, Jordan Love, the last four or five games, has just looked confident, mm-hmm. and he's he's. He's doing the right things. Of course, he's getting rid of the ball if he has to. He's not throwing it in the crowds for the most part. Um, just when he has to use his legs, he's doing it. But his throws are very accurate yeah. too. So, yeah, they're so, right on. Yeah, they so, were the other night yeah, at least. Yeah, so he the, was the better quarterback on the field that yes, day. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yep. So, so the Packers now uh, improved to six and six. Yeah. And now the rest of their schedule is looks winnable. Yeah, it is winnable. You start with the Giants Monday night, but. You know, I told somebody yesterday, Larry, I said, one, your mentality has to change, too. You are no longer the hunters. You are the hunter. Yeah. You have a, you know, you talk about a target on your back. Now nobody's going to take Green Bay lightly now. Right, you right. Know, so. But, of course, it's the New York Giants. New so. York Giants, yeah. yeah so, that but, doesn't hurt to come. Yeah, but, 
they keep getting healthier. Now, if they, if they can get Alexander and Stokes and these yeah. guys back in the defensive backfield, and hopefully Aaron Jones sometime. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. Yeah, that would be just good, great if we could get him back because he really, other than the first game of the season, he has not really been a big part of anything. No, you know, no, he hasn't. You know, But thankfully, Dylan has run yeah. much better. And since the team has gotten better, Dylan has run the ball better. And then Patrick Taylor ripped off a couple of nice yeah. runs the other night also. So, And that was against, you know, not a bad defense pretty, for Kansas City. Oh, I, that's all I heard in the pregame show. That uh, Kansas City's offense isn't what it was the other years, but their defense is carrying them. Number four. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> It didn't look like a number four yeah, defense. I said kudos to Matt LaFleur and Adam yeah. Sinovich and the rest of the offensive coaches. They came up with a tremendous plan. Uh, Chris Jones, I think, had one sack. He was not a big factor. No, you know, so. no. And uh, they just played well. That's yeah. all there's to it. Yeah. So. so at New York on Monday night, yeah. uh, again, you can see that on that one on ABC. They actually got yeah. two Monday night games. Yeah, again. there's uh, Tennessee at Miami and then Green Bay at uh, New York that night. So yeah, the Tennessee, interesting. Yeah, the Tennessee-Miami games on ESPN and the yeah. Packer games on ABC. Yeah, I, they've never done that before. They played play two games a night, but they played them back-to-back. So, right, yeah. yeah so but, so uh, there you go. That's Coming yeah, up on Monday. I, yeah, a couple of nice matchups on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, uh, well, that should offset tonight's snoozer. <laughs> oh, New England at Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh wow. Yeah. I'm glad that's on Prime Video. Yeah. I, I, I won't have to I, see I, it. I, want, I don't think anybody's going to have any new, new enlistees on that no, one. No, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Seattle at San Francisco Sunday, I think that's going to be a good ball game. And then Sunday night, Philadelphia at Dallas. That should be a dandy on yep. NBC. That should be a dandy. Was that one flexed? I don't think it was. I don't think so either. I think that was. The following weekend, you know, they flexed I, Quite honestly, I have not heard of much flexing this year. I think they did next week. Okay. They, they put three games on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. All on the NFL Network. Okay. They flexed them from Sunday to Saturday. Okay. I, I just think it's funny, funny, you know, I said the Packer, I figured all these Packer primetime games are going to get flexed the way they're going. And now, yeah, and now they're, now, yeah, now, now they want to see them. Now they're the toast of the town. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Really nothing else to uh, kind of, well, I guess the, uh, what was I looking at? Buffalo, Kansas City game. Yeah, that for Buffalo, that's going to be a big, big game, game for them. Yeah. Because they're getting where they're. Could be uh, out if they out. lose. Yep. Yep. Miami's. Pretty well sitting pretty good on that in that division and and uh, but uh, yeah and Jacksonville and Cleveland that could be good too because you might not have Trevor Lawrence playing right you know so that could be decent too and the Rams of Baltimore could be a good one too so who knows yeah so, you never know yeah you so. know look at the Packers yeah. and it, yeah Kansas nobody City. thought that was going to be good so <laughs> no. I, and I, I just all, everybody on the pregame show picked the took the Chiefs yep everybody was, yep so I think I would have too probably I would too I picked them on my predictions yeah. too so. Oh. All right, uh, what else we got going uh, on here? College football, we got the playoffs set, and uh, it'll be Michigan and, and Alabama, one versus four in the playoffs, and then number two, Washington, and number three, uh, Texas in the other game. And uh, I think the whole world is sick of talking about Florida State, yeah. so we won't talk much We won't about talk that. about it. <laughs> uh, but, but there I... is one game Saturday that I love watching. Oh, yes. Army-Navy. That's right, <laughs> yeah. And this year it's in uh, – Foxborough, I believe. Yeah, Foxborough. Yeah, yep. yep. So they try to make it a uh, different spot. Yeah, they've, they've Philadelphia has been a commonplace. Baltimore. I remember one year being out in the Rose Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a few oh, wow. years ago, but uh, they try. It pretty much been out east. East. Yeah. 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 yeah so. But. Yeah, but uh, we were talking a little bit about the uh, that four team playoff. Yeah. And Michigan Alabama winner maybe. 
yeah. the one that goes on. I to think win it so all. too. I I agree with that too. I you know I'm not I don't I'm not putting out Washington or Texas because I think they've had great seasons, but. I think Michigan and Alabama are playing the best football of anybody right now. Alabama really played their way into that tournament. So, yeah. You know, so. And the Badgers, surprising draw on the Relia Quest Bowl yeah. on January 1st. I'm surprised they got a 7 and 5 record. Yeah, you know, but I think one thing that always is always in the Badgers' favor is how the Badger fans travel. Yeah. I think that is a big part of it. Their band is a big part of it, you know, but they do sell tickets, and especially when you talk about going to a place like Tampa where it's yeah. warm. I mean, and, and you know it's always money. Yeah, money, 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 is money, the thing. money, money. <laughs> that's what. That's why there's 44 bowl games, Larry. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> but they're going to take on one of the Heisman uh, candidates. Yeah, yep, yeah. And a lot of people think he is the man too. Oh, really? Yeah. I, okay. I don't know. I, I I've never seen him play yet. I have not seen him play, but boy, I'll tell you what. Bo Nix out in Oregon has had a great year. And Penix, Penix, Jr. and and quite honestly, and I don't think he'll win it. I believe the best college football player is Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I think I, you're right. I, I honestly do, Larry, but I don't think a receiver can win it in this day and age. No, so, no. So. He's got to have somebody to throw it to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> and his is leaving. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. His, his, his is transferring. Entering McCord. the portal. Yeah, yeah so. interesting there as well. Uh, how about Jim Leland got uh, inducted into the Baseball you know, Hall of Fame? You know, that was long overdue, Larry. That I think, you know, here was a guy had a great career at Pittsburgh, also um, um, at Detroit, he managed. But uh, I always go back to Gary Varshow. I always say it because Gary Varshow, Jim Leland, I believe, was one of his managers. He wasn't his first. But um, he said Jim Leland was the smartest baseball man he ever met. Really? Yeah. So, okay. And he, uh, Gary Varshow was a bench coach for him a couple places, too. Okay. So, so, but uh, he said, I, I remember Gary Varshow saying that, that Jim Leland was the smartest man in baseball. Yeah, so. he got one World Series title in his managing career yeah, with uh, we are the family. Miami Marlins. Yeah, oh, yeah, Miami, too, yeah. But, yeah. I think he only got one. Yeah, he didn't have any with Pittsburgh. That's right. I don't right. think so, no. No, because he had the Barry Bonds teams. Yes, right. Yeah, yep. and, that and was they, his early career. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the Miami part. Yeah, but yeah. that's but yeah, that was the only one he had. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Craig Council scored the winning run, I believe. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, in that game. Uh, Tuesday, January twenty third, is when the uh, Baseball Writers of America uh, Hall of Fame class will be yeah. announced. And anyone that's uh, voted in there will join Leland on July twenty first. Yeah, Cooperstown. I haven't heard any slam dunks this year for. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. There's a lot of names on the list, yeah. but. Yeah, there, there's been, this one. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like there's any real. You know, see, every once in a while, you have that guy that's. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. He, yep, he's going to be in there, but uh, haven't heard any big names this year. So, um, speaking of baseball, uh, Brewers did sign Jackson Churio to 82 yeah. million over eight se- eight seasons. So, and I guess with incentives, it could even be more than that. So. But, uh, that's the highest ever paid to a guy that doesn't have any yeah. major league experience. So guess what? He's expected to break camp with the team this year. <laughs> yeah, he's on the roster. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, do they ever have a glut of outfielders now? You know, you talk about Cheerio, but you also have Sal Freelich, Joey Weaver, Garrett Mitchell, Blake Perkins, Christian Yelich, Tyrone Taylor. You know, my guess, uh, Joey Weimer will be in the minors because I think he needs more seasoning in the minors. Where's Cheerio play? I, I believe he's an outfield. I don't know which position. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know which yeah. si- which uh, position in the outfield. I'm not sure. But probably uh, anywhere, maybe. Yeah, probably anywhere. But you know, of that group, I, I think you'd want Mitchell in center field if he's healthy. Okay. You know, that's and they're young. I mean, no, outside uh, of Yelich. Yeah, Yelich. Yeah, they're all young. Taylor Taylor is not very old no, either. So, no. but uh, um, 
And then one uh, Brewers resigned, resigned Wade Wade uh, Miley. I did see that. Yeah. You know, so it's that's great because there there is a pot. You know, if they keep Burns and then you got Paul, there's your number three right there. Yeah. And he he is going to give you six to seven innings quality innings every time out. Well, and so that's all you need. That's all you need nowadays. Yeah, because you got a bullpen. You know, so but uh, and they also signed Joe Ross, who was a starter in the past in Washington. He was a starter when they won that uh, championship in oh. 2019. So. Okay. He's been hurt, but uh, they think they got a chance. They might have signed a sleeper there. So, mm, but, okay. Uh, well, you never know. Yep. Baseball's only guys. two months away. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right>. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of baseball, uh, ESPN reported early in the week a 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth rookie card sold for $7.2 million. Wow. Is that the highest amount ever? Nope. Or, the nope. highest was a 52 Tops Mickey Mantle card, which sold for $12.6 million. Okay. And that's interesting because that really wasn't – well, that was Mickey Mantle's first full season. 51, but he was a rookie in 51, but he might not have had enough at-bats. You know, right. he might have been a yeah. rookie in 52. So, But, but uh, somebody was saying, where would you find a 1914? Yeah. How would you hang on to a card like that? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they have to be in good shape, otherwise they don't. You know, I've seen stories of cards that they did have cards like that. You know, not like the tops cards, right? Right. right. No, with the stats on the back, but you know, just just like a plain photograph. Yeah. You know, and some of them weren't even photographs. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a story of a play in Defiance, Ohio. Um, the guy, this family, their grandpa was a butcher. And he gave away these cards as incentives, you know, and they found them in the attic. And it was like Hannes, what we- oh, premium Hannes Wagner, Ty Cobb, that oh, kind of geez. stuff, you know. They, I think wow. the, by the time they sold, everything was like $20 million worth of cards, you know. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that's not in my attic. I got a card collection, <laughs> but it ain't $20 million. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, I, I, you know, I said, the biggest problem I always have at cards is not keeping them, you know, in good condition. Right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And mint, that card for mint, which is a 10 on a scoring, has got to be absolutely perfect. Absolutely Basically perfect. almost unopened. Unopened, basically. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you almost yeah. can't even touch it hardly. Yeah, you know, and you go into some of these card shops, these guys don't want you touching them either. You no, know, you know, right. Cause and they got card collect- uh, uh, protectors on yeah, them now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's, it's big, but... Uh, yeah, these these card shows are just tremendous, and these auctions are just unbelievable. I think the, the, I went through one time. Uh, Kevin here at the station used to have a book uh-huh. that you could go through and see how much your cards are worth. Yeah, I had a rookie. I have a Ricky Henderson rookie card, and that was the highest priced card I had. It was thirty five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> but, said, but what I understand is, is back then they made more cards right. than they do now. Yeah, now, yeah, now no. they only make a certain amount of them. So yeah. if you can get your hands on them, it's yeah. more valuable. You know, and the and the card craze didn't really start till the mid eighties. Yeah. They said the first real cart cart was when Don Mattingly was a rookie. That was one that was one of the highest rookie cards at the time. So, you know, it's yeah. but and that was the mid eighties, so and, uh, who knows? So Yeah, most of mine are from the seventies. Yeah, and I most I of mine are collected. trash, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, anything else? Nope, just go over. Uh, looking forward to going up to Greenwood tonight. Yep, Greenwood <laughs> and Nielsville tonight, yep. uh, 92.7 WPKG to get the Cloverbell Conference season started. Game time is 7.15 for that one tonight. That's two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.